Uh, if you guys want to turn in your Bibles to uh, John chapter 10, John chapter 10, that is where we're going to start. If you don't know, this week, this Sunday is called uh, the Good Shepherd Sunday. And um, uh, Pastor Billy actually shared about that in our staff. I, I think you shared a little bit about that in your Wednesday um, thing. And then, on, and then on Friday, I really do want to encourage you on Friday... Um, he uh, he led our prayer time at 10 o'clock. And if, if you if you weren't able to be part or if you haven't seen it, I really want to encourage you to go back. He actually um, prayed us through uh, Psalm 23. And it was incredible. And I think it is, is something that uh, you didn't have to be there in order for it to be impactful in your life. And I think it's something that you can begin to apply to your everyday life, uh, in particular, just during this season that we're in. Uh, it really was fantastic. So I want to encourage you in that. But this is the Good Shepherd Sunday. So all the, if you're reading the weekly lessons that, w- that we put out, all of the lessons had something to do with um, our Lord being the Good Shepherd. And one of those sets of verses was found in John. It, it was actually um, John 10, verse 1 through 10. John 10, 1 through 10 is, is what the weekly lesson were, was, or is, is, yes, still is this week. But today, I actually want to start one verse past that in verse 11. And it reads this way, John 10, 11 through 18 is what we're going to read. He says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and he cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock with one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I laid down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this word. I thank you that it brings um, more and more clarity to our minds about who you are. Lord, and clarity to our minds about what we're called to do as your sheep. Lord, I pray that you would um, be with us this morning as we share in your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When I think about a shepherd, you know, I often um, have that picture, you know, from, I don't know, maybe, you know, elementary school in my head where it's kind of, you know, the, the normal guy we see, um, you know, from the New, the, the New Testament, you know, the, the guy with the brown hair and the brown beard and the brown mustache, and he's wearing like a you know, like a tan color, like, I don't know what you call it, like robe or cloak, or it's probably made out of linen or, I don't know, sheepskin. And uh, and he's got, you know, some kind of scarf around his neck, and he's wearing sandals. He's got one of those staffs with the hook, you know, and it's not just any hook, you know. It's like that perfect, that perfect kind of U hook. That's the picture I have in my mind every time I begin to think of a shepherd. And I, I just have this picture of all the sheep kind of on a hillside and the shepherd just kind of standing there watching over them. 
But as I began to dig into um, this week's lessons and began to really think about exactly what a shepherd might look like, different pictures uh, just began to flood my mind and my image. And, And the more I looked in, the more I realized this is such a great way for us to understand how God wants to relate to us, how Jesus wants to relate to us, how he wants us to function in our life. Um, in, in, in our life here, but also in our relationship with him. And, and I began to realize that when you look at shepherds in the Bible, you actually don't see just kind of this random guy. You see more of a person that's a little more fierce, a little, someone that, that is actually probably quite strong, a little fearless. Um, I, I began to think of, of, you know, those guys that when you shake their hands, they're really rough. And you feel like they're going to break your hand if you don't let go. And then they don't let go. And you really feel like it's going to break. We have a couple people in our church like that. I'm not going to name any names. But you know who you are. You shake our hands. And you won't let us go. That's what I begin to think of is, is these shepherds that are standing there with the flock. And you begin to read. Um, you know, even in this passage that Jesus is saying, he says, when the wolf comes, the hired hand runs off. Not the shepherd. The shepherd stays and defends against the wolf. And you read about David as he killed a lion and he killed the bear. You know, they didn't have a whole lot of weapons back in the day. Really, it was the staff and their hands. And so when you begin to think of the shepherd, it's not just this kind of random person that, you know, is just standing out there, but it's someone who is standing guard, who is willing to stand guard, who is willing to fight, who is willing to fight for all those sheep that are there, that is fearless, that is tough, that is strong, that is powerful. And it's interesting, as I was reading <laughs> my Bible about uh, the, your shepherds and looking up shepherds all throughout my, um, on my phone and, and, and what, what they might be like, of course, what happened next was a video popped up in my Facebook feed, right? Is that what happens to you? You begin to talk about something in your house, and you begin to talk about this product or that product. The next thing you know, um, you get all these kind of advertisements in your Facebook feed. So I was on Facebook, and I don't know, you guys might have seen it, but there's this viral video going around of, of the sheep who hasn't been sheared in six years. Have you guys seen that? Um, I'm looking around like I'm waiting on all of you to raise your hands. Like, yes, yes, I've seen it. So I'm just going to trust that you're in your living room going, yes, yes, I've seen it. And if you haven't seen it, I'm going to ask that you wait till I finish preaching to then get on your phone and watch the video. But it's this sheep that hasn't been sheared in six years. It had gotten out, and they couldn't find it, and they finally found it. And, I mean, the thing was just huge. And all of a sudden, they, they walk the sheep up to the, to, to the place where they're going to shear them, and they pull off this electric shear, and the, and, and the shepherd just starts going to town. And he is manhandling this behemoth of a sheep. And it was amazing to see the strength that he had to kind of lift the sheep up. And at one time, he's lifting the sheep up, and he's shearing, and then he flips the sheep over, and he's shearing, and he's holding in one arm, and he's shearing. And you know what I began to notice is that there was such power in there, but there had to be such grace in there as well because the sheep looked like he was having the time of his life. The sheep was like, oh, this is nice. And he's just kind of flopping around. And I began to realize that is the good shepherd, one who is strong, one who is tough, one who is fearless, but also one that walks in grace. It made me think of Theodore Roosevelt and his uh, saying about, what was it, his forest policy, I think? He said, I speak softly and I carry a big stick. I speak softly and I carry a big stick. And I, I began to have just this image of the soft-spoken shepherd with a big bad stick that is willing to take on anyone and everyone. In Psalm 23, the, the stick is referred to near the end. It says, your rod and your staff, they come from me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your rod, I will fear no evil. Your rod and your staff, they come from me. 
you know, I, I, I've read that a lot and, and always have you know, pondered, what exactly does that mean, your rod and your staff? And, and I, as I was pondering and, and, and thinking, here is, is what I believe about the rod and the staff. It, it might be two different things, but it's at least one thing with two different applications. And he says here, uh, when the wolf attacks, I stand. You know, that is the weapon. That is the rod that keeps the enemy away from us. You know, there's no promise of no enemy. There's no promise of no valleys. There's no promise of no shadows of dark places. There's no promise of not having that, but there is the promise that he will walk through it with us. And there's that rod that defends and that rod that protects. But then there's also that staff that pushes and pulls and nods and pokes. See, the shepherd wants to keep us safe from the enemy, but also wants to keep us safe from ourselves. When you read in the Bible about shepherds, you never find any problem with Jesus, the shepherd. You find lots of problems with Christians, the sheeps, the sheeps. That's the official English uh, plural of the sheep. Is it sheep eye? No. Sheeps. It's, I'm sorry, it's just sheep. Sorry for all you kids that didn't go to children's church. It's sheep. It's sheep. But that staff is there to guide us and to direct us and to keep us from harm, to keep us from falling off the cliff, to keep us from, from diving into you know, things that we don't need, to keep, keep us falling into quicksand, whatever it might be. The staff is there, and it's meant to guide us, to lead us, and to direct us. And I often wonder, how often are we willing to be guided? How often are we willing to be directed? How often are we willing to let the Lord pick us up and, 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 and shear those things in our life that are weighing us down. When that sheep, I mean, that sheep could barely walk. It kind of waddled from all that wool. And as he, he just began to shear it off, and the sheep was like, here, here I am. And I wonder how often in my life God is poking and he's prodding and he's pulling and he's grabbing my, my neck with the crook of that, that staff. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I just want to go this way. I want to go this way. I want to go this way. But the Lord is faithful, no matter whether we want to be guided or, or we or protest or, or, or we push and pull. Or we want to go around the mountain a couple of times. The Lord is faithful to guide us. The question is, are you willing? Are you willing to be guided by the shepherd? One of the things that, that the Lord has really been revealing to me is, is um, during this, this time, especially because I've had a lot more time at, um, you know, with him and just kind of pondering and letting him just kind of speak to me, you know, when I'm walking or when I'm working or whatever it might be. And, and he really began to talk to me about choices. And I, I've shared a number of times on Wednesdays about the things that we decide we're going to dwell on, the things that we decide we're going to talk about, the things we decide we're going to think about, all, the things we decide we're going to look at. We have these choices in our life all the time. It's one of the, the, the things that God has provided for us is the choice, that we have free will to choose. Well, the thing is, so does God. So did Jesus. And what he chose was to shepherd us. There's, um, if you look in Ezekiel 34, you can flip there if you want. Ezekiel 34, there's this account where um, God is, is speaking to the Israelites. And it's called, in my Bible, it's called the shepherds and the sheep. And at first he starts out rebuking the leaders of Israel, of the Israelites, saying that they're not doing their job. They are not shepherding his people he said you are not doing what you're supposed to do and if you read that that's verses one through ten he really rebukes them and he calls them and he says you're not doing what you're supposed to do it is no longer your job 
in verse 11, he says, for this, this is God speaking, for this is what the sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so I will look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they have scattered on the day of the clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and I will gather them from the countries and I will bring them to their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and in the settlements in the land. I will tend to them in good pasture and on mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. They will lie down in good grazing land and there they will feed in rich pastures on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend to the sheep. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. And in John 10, what we just read a few minutes ago, near the end it says, um, I lay down my life. No one takes it from me. No one made Jesus lay down his life. He was commanded by God and he said yes. See, the, the truth is, God and Jesus, they chose you and me they chose and choose every day to shepherd us to lead us to guide us it is their choice it is not because they have to it is not because somebody is making them it's their choice and somebody here somebody there in your living room needs to hear that you are chosen look it up you can Comb through the scriptures and you will see beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are chosen and created by God. He is choosing to shepherd you. What he says here is, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd. The other thing that I want to point out to you and I want to let you know today and I want to remind you if you, if you need reminding is God doesn't hire his job out to anybody else. It's his. You are his. In Psalms, it says he does these things for his name's sake, for his glory. You are his. You are part of his glory. He doesn't hire the watching out of you and making sure you're okay to anybody else but him. He puts people in our life, and, and he, he does give us leaders and elders to, to help us, but he says, I am your shepherd. I do not hire it out. A hired hand runs when there's danger. I stand and I take care of you. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death with you so that you don't fear evil. The choice was his. He chose to lay down his life. He chose to be your shepherd. He does not hire it out. One of the things that I, I love so much about um, what Pastor Billy did on, on Friday as he was praying is he, he mentioned and he talked just briefly about this idea of, of how we're shepherded. How we're shepherded? How we're shepherded. That sounds good. How we're watched over. And we're watched over as a people. You know, it's the flock. It's the sheep. It's the, it's the whole entire flock. And he, he says over and over again, I, I am the, the shepherd of the sheep. I am I'm watching over the flock. That he guides us as, as, as people, as his people as a whole. He guides the flock. When a shepherd is trying to take all the sheep from one pasture to the next, he's trying to get all of them there. They're not working on best percentages. Man, as long as I get 90%. As long as I get 90% of them back. No, no, the, she- the sheep were valuable. Even though the sheep weren't the, were va- Oop, the sheep were valuable. And they are looking, uh, the shepherds are looking to get everybody there. And that's what God does in our life. He shepherds us together. But the other thing is, he also shepherds us one by one. 
He doesn't just shepherd everybody and just say, okay, what's best for the whole group? I'm just going to make one decision based on the whole group. I'm just going to, that's all we're going to. No, no. He also shepherds us one by one. You read it. Matthew 18, he left all of the sheep because one was lost. He left all of the sheep to go find the one. And that Ezekiel passage of 34 says, I will gather all the sheep that are scattered around. I will go find them and I will pull them back to the land. I will put them in the green pastures so that they can be fed. The thing is, we are all one group, but no one is left out. God doesn't leave anyone out. And I was thinking, especially during this time, you know, it's hard to be together. And, you know, some places it's kind of illegal to be together. But God's saying, I am still here, and I am still your shepherd. Even if you're by yourself in your house, I am still your shepherd, and I will still guide you during this time. I will still be with you during this time. I will walk through this time with you. Mercy and goodness will follow me all the days of your life. This is the promise, that he guides us as a group, but he also cares for us as individuals. That is the promise that God makes as the good shepherd that he walks with you, that he cares for you, that he guides you, and he doesn't ever, ever leave you alone or leave you behind. And lastly, as you look at this, we have to begin to realize in the passage, in the John passage, Jesus says, you know, I I do this because the Father commanded me. You know, in other places he says, I do only what I see the Father doing. And that's the same call we have. As, As the shepherd guides us, as Jesus guides us, as God guides us we also have the same call to watch out for one another if you flip back if you still have your bibles open um, to that ezekiel passage if you flip back to that passage verse 17 verse 17 actually sorry let's sorry verse 20 verse 20 ezekiel 34 verse 20 says this therefore this is what the sovereign lord says to them he's talking to the sheep see i myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you shove with flank and shoulder, butting all the weak sheep with your horns until you have driven them away. I will save my flock, and they will no longer be plundered. I will judge between one sheep and another. Here, God is giving them a warning, saying, I'm looking at what you're doing. And the, and, and the sheep who are fat, and the sheep who are well-fed, and the sheep uh, who are already gotten their full of, of drinking water have been pushing out other people so that they can get more and what god is saying here is that you are responsible for the sheep next to you and my my brother's keeper yes is the answer and so that we're supposed to be aware of what's going on next to us not just aware of what's going on in our life you know and in tough times it is one of the easiest things to do to just look at your own life and to realize how hard things are how difficult things are or how much your world is different now and to dwell on that and forget that there are people next to you that are struggling that need you that actually you might be in a pretty good place and and things in your life might be going really well but there is one of your fellow sheep right next to you that needs you but often we tend to push people out of the way because we want more we want more we want more it's a culture thing that that if we're not careful will overtake us and God is saying to us, what is going on next to you? Are you taking care of the sheep next to you? Are you taking care of the people that are in your life? Are you looking out for their needs? And I want to um, just take a couple of minutes right here and, and, and say thank you to you guys, uh, specifically if you're part of our church. It has been incredible 
the way that you guys have looked out for people in our congregation. Is, and I said it a number of weeks ago. I think Billy said it again. Often when we call people to check on them, we are about the fifth or the sixth or the seventh person that is called to say, hey, how are you? That, you know, somebody from their small group has called them or checked on them and that kind of stuff. When we call to see, do you need anything? Uh, often the answer is, nope, somebody's already helped me. I am, I've been getting bombarded by texts and, and phone calls and emails saying, um, are there people in need in your church? Uh, we have the means. We want to help. Please let us know. That is the body of Christ coming together as one flock, watching out for each other, taking care of the people that might be struggling right now and not just looking out for ourselves. It has been incredible. We have an agape fund here that is meant for helping people in, in time of need, and the account has actually risen, not dropped. We are taking in more money than so far than, than we have been giving out. It is awesome to see our body come together. But it doesn't just stop there. In the John passage, Jesus says, there are sheep that are not of my pen yet. They're not in this flock. And he says, I will go get them. And that's our call too. It's not just the needs of our fellow believers, not just the needs of the fellow members of, of our church, but it is the needs of everybody we come encounter and, and, and come in contact with. We are called to be paying attention to what is going on around us and be the light of Christ. There are so many different opportunities that you can help your neighbor, that you can help your friends, that you can help other people in the city. We have things going. We have the food pantry that most of that actually is going to people outside of our church that we're able to help um, in their time of need. I'm wearing a 658 Project 658 shirt right now, which is a ministry that we support and Sarah Atwell is part of and we support. They are now selling shirts like this. You can go on their website. You can buy these shirts uh, to raise money for a relief fund for people in our city that are struggling, that are in need. There are all kinds of different organizations in our city trying to help. There are places that if you're looking and you have the means to help, that this is the time that you can. That this is the time you can be the light of Christ, that you can help those who are not around here. You can help those in time of need, and then you can begin to introduce them to the one that will walk through them, with them through the valley of the shadow of death so that they don't fear evil so that their rod and the staff of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ can comfort them. Surely goodness and mercy will follow them all the days of their life, is what the Bible says. Jesus is our good shepherd. He chose to lay down his life for you and me. He doesn't hire out his job. He watches over us by day. He watches over us by night. He watches over us as we sleep. I want to remind you during this time, he is there. He is watching over you, but he is also calling you pushing you and guiding you into things. He's not wanting you just to sit still. He's not wanting you just to be. He is wanting you to continue to move. Please be obedient as Jesus was. Follow his leading and his guiding. Watch out for those people around you. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that you are our shepherd, that you were so willing to give of your life that we might have eternal life. Lord, I pray that each day when we wake up, we would remember that you are our shepherd. Lord, that we would remember you are there when we wake up and you are ready to teach us, to guide us, to feed us, to make sure that we rest, to push us out into the world. Lord, I pray that we would just be obedient, that we would say yes at every turn that you ask. In Jesus' mighty name.
Amen.